from Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict episode 266. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Pen Chalet and Blue Apron. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by the one and only Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad Dowdy. <laughs> Hello, Michael Hurley. No, that, just mixing it up, you know. I like to keep you on your toes so you never really yeah. know what's coming next. You do, because I never know how to start the episode after you say my name, and then I'm like, Hey, should we talk about something? We're in know. it now. There's nothing you can do about it. The episode has begun without you. Oh, okay. So I should catch up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to catch up by updating our Panatic Kickstarter. If you are a backer of the project, you got an update in your email last week. Uh, the pictures of the Cephalo oh, envelope pin case. I haven't what? seen this. What are you doing with your life? I haven't backed the project. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Right? I forgot about that part. I'm not allowed to. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Sorry, I, I rescind the, that, that comment. Yeah, I, I, but yeah, I'll get kicked off Kickstarter if I start doing stuff like that. That's true. That's true. So this, I, I wish I could take some better pictures. I was in a rush. I, it was like a five minute um, visit at the shop the other day, uh, passing through town. Mm-hmm. I knew the sample was there, so I stopped by to grab it and verify it and everything came out good the pictures i took don't show just how fluorescent orange the interior is yeah. i mean it's it's tra- it's it is traffic cone orange Perfect. it is awesome so those are heading to production um pretty much as we speak and we had a, an estimated shipping time frame of august and that looks like it shouldn't be an issue you know how things go but you know we're awfully close and you know, I, I think everyone's pretty excited to get these in their hand. This is a fun case, Mike. I, I'm not going to lie. We're probably going to have to put this into production later because it's just fun. It's very simple, but it's useful. And I know Jeff carries his a lot. And um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I haven't worked mine into my rotation yet, but I know how much people love it. And I'm, I'm anxious to get these things out there. I really hope that there can be an extra one. Oh, there's going to be plenty extras. So Yay. we'll have we'll have an opportunity for people to pick some up at pen shows down the line because okay. we have to order you know X amount of extras. Yeah, yeah, for, of course. You never want to order an exact amount, right? No, that's, things that's get lost, true. damaged, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We should have you know handful of extras. That little so the little label is so cute. <laughs> it came out good. I love it. it I love it. We couldn't. It's so small. We couldn't do the lines in the background. So there were some little. Uh, you know things you have to adjust for when yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. When you're doing stitching that size but it looks good because i really use good. my sapello quite a bit actually i got the mm-hmm. blue label one from atlanta oh, yeah. two years ago yeah and i use mine i i think it honestly is my favorite mm, it, it jostles with the sinclair as my favorite mm-hmm. product that you've done oh good um good. because it's just this nice little thing and, and you can use that big pouch you know the notebook says mm-hmm. you can use it for a bunch of stuff or like this is yeah. this is one of those cases that can really easily be repurposed so uh, i like it yes. a lot it's a very convenient case for a lot of things yep so um i'm i'm anxious to get those going so shouldn't be long we won't have them at dc for anyone to pick up or anything like that um that's a little bit ahead of schedule but it's not going to be long after that i believe yeah so, and next finger, week we're going to talk about dc some more because it's going to be our last episode before the show because the the dc pen show episode will come out a little later that week we're going to record it when we're in person of course at the pen show yeah um yeah. and i uh 
I've been thinking about the vlog, so I'm going to be doing that, and that should be out not too long after the show. Like I, I, I can't imagine I'll be sitting on that for a very long time. So uh, yeah, I want to get we already out. we already have one big extra scheduled for the vlog. So we do, we do. I mentioned it to you the other day. I can't say it out loud. Then yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like your style. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I'll fill you in later. Thanks. I'd appreciate um, that. <laughs> we did have one bit of industry news I wanted to mention because it, it got shared to me. It was an article out in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel this week that Daily's Pen Shop, which has been in business for like 90 something years, I think, in Milwaukee, is closing down. And I started reading this article and I'm about halfway through this article and I'm all sad and depressed. And he's like, yeah, well, only like three people come through the door and, you know, all this stuff. And it's a very, <laughs> it's a very downer of an article. But then when you get to the second half of the article, the current owner is like, yo, I'm, I'm killing it online. You know, he's like, I've got all this business. I don't, oh. you know, I'm buying like thousands of dollars worth of pins and fixing them up and reselling them on eBay. And yo, yeah, it's business is great. It's just the overhead of the shop's killing him. So it was like, I was like down in the dumps for this guy. Um, and it, and it stinks that, you know, there's one less brick and mortar shop. I mean, you never want that to go away, but I think he's, you know, doing pretty well just in the online, you know, marketplace. And, you know, that seems to be where a lot of the business is going unless you can do, unless you can have an online store. I mean, you know, a brick and mortar store somewhere like Anderson pens, where it's a lot more than just a store you can pop in. You know, it's a store you can go hang out in and get your pens repaired and, you know, meet some people in the community and have meetups. And they do a lot to bring people into their storefront. So I understand that the the shop closing stinks, but it sounds like it's the right decision, at least from a business perspective, the way the article reads. So I, I just thought it was an interesting article to share because I, I was really like, oh, man, this is super negative. But uh, it, it turns out to be A-OK, I think. Good. That is good news. Yeah. So yeah. you've been quoted in a major publication again, um, mm-hmm. Wired. I don't think it's my, this is your first time being quoted in Wired. I think for a very similar article, um, this is uh, an article written by uh, a lady with the name of Elizabeth Stinson. Mm-hmm. And, and she's written um, an article professing her love of the Papermate ballpoint pen. <laughs> However, I mean, it's okay, right. It's a nice article. It's nicely written. I like it. I like it when when major publications write stuff like this. Like I kind of enjoy it. It's a fun article. It's fun for sure. But I just have some. I'm just going to be nitpicky. Uh, mm-hmm. The title of the article is "The Bic Stops Here," and mm-hmm. there is a picture. I think the only picture or one of the main pictures that's actually in the article is of a pilot ballpoint pen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although the article is about the paper mate specifically and then it kind of branches mm. out to more ballpoint plastic stick pens as they refer to them mm. in the article but i just found it really funny like that you know it's it's like the kleenex problem with the big thing right right like, right big is just what these pens are called but it was just funny to me that it's called the big stops here but it's not about that at all um right it's about the paper mate mm. yeah the big then the big name will draw the eyeballs right i mean that's the that's the headline the headline uh writer in them yep. right so that that's what it's going to get the eyeballs and the and the clicks you know and not necessarily the paper mate you know because everyone knows the bic and most everyone knows the paper mate but this was a fun thing to be a part of i talked to her on the phone for like 10 minutes you know mm-hmm. joe sent her my way um joe Chris. 
Joe Crace from the Gentleman Stationer after he talked to her. He sent her my way, which I'm very appreciative of. And uh, she she got on the phone and was was telling me, you know, what it's about. You know, she said, you know, I have this fascination with this, with the paper mate ballpoint pen. And she was telling me her stories about it and, you know, how she's used it for years. And like her first question is, what do you think about this pen? I said, it's a terrible pen. And she just started dying laughing. <laughs> I love I the quote. Said, the quote that they used of yours—it's like uh-huh. dripping with other phrases, and you know, it's completely. I mean, there are like a million words not said for every word that you say. So I'll read. <laughs> this is the quote that they printed from Brad. When people see this pen, they know exactly what it is. That papermate keeps making it is a te- that papermate keeps making it is a testament to it being a good enough pen. <laughs> <laughs> it's an accurate it's statement. It's beautiful. Mike. I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love that quote. That's that is you could show me that and say like who wrote that and I would say it was you. <laughs> that is like the most Brad Dowdy answer to a question. <laughs> it's a good enough pen. <laughs> it's like refusing to hurt anybody's feelings and but saying, you know, saying something as positive as can be said with undertones of negativity it's beautiful <laughs> it's the story of my life apparently uh-huh. that's how you get it <laughs> but it was fun she and she knows like she absolutely knows but mm-hmm. it's just one of those things you know one of those items she loves and it, it was fun talking to her she was super positive and hilarious to did talk you give to her any she, recommendations for other pens she should try yeah yeah <laughs> she, she definitely <laughs> she wanted to know let, she let wanted to know you <laughs> She wanted to know why it's bad and then like what can be done to solve that problem. So I pointed her towards the jet stream and the acroball if she wanted to keep a ballpoint type of pen. So mm-hmm. of course I did. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Now this next item on the list, Mike, this came out of nowhere and this is right up your alley. Yeah. I was very surprised to see this. Um also surprised I don't think anybody sent it to me. But uh, I just saw really? it. Yeah, maybe, maybe at, at the very most, one person. Which is this feels mm. like something that I would have been sent every single day for a month, right? Like <laughs> it would just keep going and going and going. Um, well, the arts and sciences was exactly right. But maybe it's because I just haven't mentioned this, so people people forget that I'm left-handed. Maybe I mm-hmm. don't know, mm-hmm. but I am left-handed. And Field Notes have made a left-handed craft notebook. I think this is so much fun. Um, I love that they've done this. It's like completely unnecessary but brilliant, right? Like you don't need, like we don't need this left-handed people. We don't, we don't need this. But I love that it exists, <laughs> right? Like you know, you can just flip the book upside down or just use it yeah. differently. But like this is this is fun. Don't bite us. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. 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 Not like that. Right. Like the, I'm. I'm. Re- I'm so happy that this exists because it's not needed. You know. Like, but it's it right. is a recognition that there are other people. Right, the, the us left-handed people persecuted our whole lives for being left-handed. You know, we have to mm-hmm. use the weird scissors and all that stuff. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm just really pleased that that Field Notes have done this, and uh, this is on my shopping list for when we take our visit later on this year. I, I will pick up a pack of these, get a nice picture of me with the left-handed notebooks. Uh, yeah. It is a standard craft edition notebook. Like this is just standard edition. You can buy it from the store. It's a permanent fixture. Um, Thank you, Field Notes crew, uh, for acknowledging that left-handed people exist. Have you ever used uh, a right-side binding notebook like this? Have you ever used one of those? This was a left-handed notebook. No. No, I've I've never. (laughs) Would you be able to, like, mentally? 
I don't know. I feel like yeah, I, I would think it's a I weird adjustment. I would super struggle to use this field notes in the way that they're intending it to be used. Like I would mm-hmm. always turn it, open it the wrong side. Mm-hmm. I think every single mm-hmm. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm I'm glad they did it. I think it's fun um, and functional, and I think they'll uh, they'll, they'll get a lot of run out of that. I think that's pretty cool. So I mentioned last week I was on the Art Supply Posse. Yep. You as should. it turns out, as it turns out, that was the last episode of the oh, Art Supply you Posse. It. I did. I totally Is this podcast it. warfare? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I didn't think of it that hey, way. Can you go on a raceable? <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting some emails uh, uh, from Andy. He's gonna have some words with you the next time uh, he he meets up. So bring it on. No, no, it was um, Kathy and Heather asked me like a month ago to mm-hmm. be on the show, and we figured out a date. And you know, I popped online that night to you know record the show. It was like Monday a week ago, and they go, "Oh, by the way." This is the last episode. We're ending the show. I'm Aww. like, hello. <laughs> I was like, do you want nice me to, speak to still? You. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, do you still want me to be on here? I feel like it should be like your time to, you know, talk about the show. And, you know, we don't have to do this. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. We'll just do it like a normal episode. And then we'll record like a, you know, an, an intro kind of laying out, you know, what the decision was about and, and things like that. So I was okay. It was it was a surprise to me. They felt kind of bad. They kind of dropped it on me like five minutes before we hit record. <laughs> like, by the way, the show's over. So I killed the art supply posse. Oh, man. That's a but, shame, though. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. I am, too. I am, too. And you know what? They left the door cracked. You know, mm-hmm. it's not final. It is for now. They left the door ajar a little bit. And uh, I know a lot of people will miss it. Um, you know, Anna and Heather got it started and Kathy took over from Anna about halfway through. And I've always enjoyed hearing their perspective on art supplies and that type of materials that you use to create. And I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was a great fit for the community and, uh, it will be sorely missed. But I, I tell you what, Mike, this, that was one of the funnest episodes of a podcast I've been on. Um, Hey, I, I just really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Step it yeah. up. Step yeah, it up, Hurley. <laughs> Step it up, Hurley. So, yeah. But I, I listened to it uh, this morning and uh, remembered how much fun I had recording it. And um, hopefully we will uh, get to meet at least Heather in Chicago later this year. And yeah. uh, maybe Kathy can make it out too. So, yeah, I will it was, say it was uh, really, you know, really good. Uh, as someone who's done this thing for a long enough time like i can completely sympathize with this you know oh absolutely what needing and wanting to put uh, a show to bed um at the time yeah. that it feels like it's right so and, sick of your crap i mean god mm-hmm. every week what do you think i'm talking about oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, I get it like i 100 yes. get it i've done it to a bunch of shows in the past right like you, you know i've i have more shows in my graveyard than i do currently running right like the, mm. this is just yeah. a thing and if it feels right like if it feels like at the time is right to move on it's better to do that than to let the show kind of like die on the vine so i totally oh, understand absolutely. this totally understand this so hey and uh, they, they yeah. went out with a bang they had they me sure so i mean it what doesn't more, get any better what than more that. could you honestly want right brad brad dowdy <laughs> But but uh, uh, 
good luck to to to, to Heather and to Kathy, and uh, I hope that they they have to do some cool stuff in the in the pipeline. Yeah, they both have active and upcoming projects in the works, so uh, they will be uh, scratching that podcast itch. Um, Kathy already is, and Heather's working on another project she's uh, got coming up in a few months. She said so. Yeah, cool. It's all good. 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 Yep. So we talked in that episode about art snacks, and they have a new product coming out called Lettering Snacks. Did you check this out, Mike? I sure did. What do you think about this? This is a quarterly edition mm-hmm. from the people behind Art Snacks, Lee and Sarah Rubenstein. They do a wonderful job with Art Snacks. And if you haven't heard my Art Snacks story, I'm not going to share it here. You need to go listen to the Art Supply Posse finale. It's a pretty good story. But we talked about the lettering snacks, and I think this is really kind of cool. They did a one-off about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, of a lettering box, and now they're yep. going to bring that into a quarterly edition. And it's not like the regular Art Snacks monthly box. It's a little bit more serious than that. It's obviously bigger. It's more expensive. But it's lettering-focused. You get classes to help you te- teach yourself how to letter. Yeah, it's an online video class that has a tutorial on all of the products that are included within the box, which I think is genius. Um, and then also some like uh, practice projects that you should do to for your lettering. Mm-hmm. But I love that they're making a video which is focused on the product that they're sending you. Um, and there's, mm-hmm. it's five to six art materials curated for lettering every month. And they're including like these art prints in the box as well of lettering. This one is super compelling. Like I am hovering over the buy button for this one. I've, I think this is a really interesting project. Like I really do. I think this is really smart. It's a nice extension of the art snacks thing. And like this is this is one thing, right? Like that I I found when I've got art snacks boxes in the past is I never really knew what to do with the stuff that they sent me. Like there was some, mm-hmm. you know, every edition had a few things. I'm like, oh, I could use this, but then there'd be something else where I'm like, I don't even know what to do with this, right? Because I'm not an artist. So the idea of there being a a video project, a video class that teaches me how to use them, that's a really good idea. Right. Right. So I, if I could, if I knew I could commit the time to doing this, I I would back it. It's expensive. um, So I want to be sure to commit to it if I'm going to do it. But uh, I love the idea of it for sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right, we have something that we teased last week that we're both gunning to talk about, uh, but I think we should take a break first. What do you think? Let's do it. Because we have a great deal today from the Pen Chalet. We have a real, really good one today. Really good. Pen Chalet, they have all of the, your favorite brands and all of the products that you're looking for. Whether you want a Monteverdi rollerball, a Pelican fountain pen, a Lamy ballpoint, and the Miki, Pilot, Sailor, Kaveco, doesn't matter what you're looking for, they've got it. And they're an authorized dealer of all of these products. They do free shipping on orders of over $50 in the US. They have great rates for shipping overseas. They have very fast and reliable customer service. Pen Chalet offers a 100% satisfaction guarantee for anything that you buy from them. They also have a bunch of different accessories. If you're looking for cases, pen holders, 
uh, refills, fountain pens. They have a bunch of limited edition stuff. They offer at prices that you're probably not going to find anywhere else. Tons of discounts all the time over at Pen Chalet. And they're a great supporter of this show, of course. Now, there's a couple of things I can get you. I can get you 10% off anything at Pen Chalet. Just go to penchalet.com, hit the podcast link at the top of the website, and enter the password PENADDICT. This will give you the code that you need to save 10% off on anything at Pen Chalet. Now, the super special offer that you'll find there this week is one of these offers that's so good, I can't tell you what it is. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sitting here staring at it. I'm like, what is Ron doing? This it's is amazing. such a good deal, I can't tell you. Um, <laughs> it is a buy one, get one free yeah. of two great pens that came out this year. You buy one of the pens, and the other pen comes with it. It is a there is a limited amount of these pens available, especially in this buy one get one free offer. And Ron has told me that it, there are specific nibs that one maybe or one more, who knows how many yeah. of these pens come with. And on request, he may be able to swap them out from the mm-hmm. the standard that's on the page. So if you do want to buy it and you're desperate for a different nib size, you can drop them an email and they'll see if they can hook you up. Now, the only way that you're going to find out what these pens are is to go and look for yourself. So go to penchalet, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T dot com and click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password penaddict. It's going to go quick. So get in there if you think you might be interested. And you probably will be if you listen to this show. Thank you so much yeah. to Pen Chalet for their support of this show and Relay FM. Can I talk about a product further down that line? I think so. Shouldn't be a problem. Because this is a crazy price. And, you know, I, 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 I'm going to talk about it. And <laughs> we'll just have to pay the piper. The Visconti Opera Metal Fountain Pens are one of the coolest Viscontis that have come out in the past year or two. I think it was last year's pen. I don't know if it was the years bef- year before. They come in these really great kind of brushed metal finishes. The price on these is ridiculous. Like, it's really... I don't know how he's doing it, but if you're ever interested in a Visconti opera, and have you ever seen these metal... If you've ever seen these metal ones at a pen show, I've been fascinated with them. Um, this is a really good deal. I, I, I'm stumbling over my words because I'm staring at it like, should I click through further? And I'm like, no, the DC pen show's coming up. But uh, it's, uh, it's a kind of a crazy, crazy deal. All right. So, yeah, good deals from Pinchel. I thank you, Ron, for hooking up Pen Attic listeners. All right. All right, Michael. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. So, basically, just before the show was starting to record today, um, I'll good friends over at the Canalea Pen Company announced the pen that they've been teasing for the last couple of weeks. It is called the, oh, Brad, help me. Haleakala. Haleakala. Haleakala? Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. Haleakala mm-hmm. Silhouette Fountain Pen. Now, the Haleakala Volcano in mm-hmm. Hawaii is what has inspired this. Apparently, the colors are uh, from the the way that the clouds look and the way that the sky looks. And of course, they have included um, on their page, which I really love, photos that show what the pen has been modeled on, right? So they have an actual mm-hmm. picture, which is this is what we're going for. And as always, it's v- voodoo magic, I think, to the point <laughs> where they're able to to produce a pen that looks like this. Um, this pen, I think that they're, they're having this to celebrate their first anniversary as a company, right? Because Canalea unbelievably only launched at the DC Pen Show last year, right? Right. 
So yeah, this is the one year anniversary release. This is the first. Is that, I guess this is the first new one they've released since their launch. Yeah, I, I think this is mistaken. the newest, the only addition to the lineup um, since the original lineup, which was like five pens or something. So tell me how you really feel about this pen. I'm in love with this pen. Like, absolutely in love with this pen. It has a rose gold medallion, which is uh, what goes on the end, right? So like the... Right, and the finial. Is it a finial? Yeah, I call anything that's on the top or, uh, a finial, whether that's the accurate term, I, I can't say. But yes, it's a medallion on the top of the cap. And that's rose gold, super pretty. They're offering uh, two options of rose gold nibs in this. You can get a rose gold steel nib, which I think comes as standard, or you can get you can buy an actual rose gold nib for this thing. You can also have other nibs as well, but I think come on, like you gotta you gotta go rose gold this thing all the way. Um, yeah, this is just stun- this is stunning. Like I'm blown away by this pen. So as we have all learned, the voodoo magician behind these acrylics is Jonathan Brooks from the Carolina Pen Company. Yep. So. I talked to Hugh on the phone about this pen and they spent months trying to get this right to match up. He said, this is definitely the hardest one that they've had to make. Um, the most difficult one to match the inspiration photo and what they've pulled off is really impressive. Yeah. I've, I've never seen pens in these colors before. Like it's, Wonderful. Yeah, so the colors the colors a standout. It's not something you see normally, but it's a perfect match. Um, it obviously matches the the inspiration photo perfectly. And what I I told Hugh that I enjoyed so much was the cloud cover area, which is the black and gray, and a little bit of the 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 shine in there is lar- kind of large sweeping swirls. And then when you get into the sky, it's a much finer, tighter swirl. So it's not all the same kind of look throughout the pen. And I don't, you know, Mr. Voodoo Magic, I don't know how he does that. Like it's it's kind of boggling my mind that this one, this bright top section is kind of a very tight, compact yeah beautiful swirl and then it just morphs straight into these large swirling clouds it's a stunner it's it looks fantastic i mean i'm i yeah i mean it's a jaw-dropping design which everything that they've done since they launched has has been uh jaw-dropping so i love it absolutely love it yeah i I mean clearly uh jonathan brooks has learned some he's got some new tricks up his sleeve right like there's something going on with this one that looks really different like it, it really yeah. is very special. Yeah, yeah, I, I felt that too, and I haven't even seen it in hand. But they did such a good job with the pictures to display what it's all about. Um, yeah, I, I'm very impressed with what they did here. You know, I, I hopefully we'll, we'll be able to lay our hands on them in, in DC if they're not all sold out by this point. Yeah, well, <laughs> apparently they're for purchase now, and they're going to be at the pen shows, right? So I'm, I'm yeah. hoping, I'm hoping there will be one at DC to the point where I'm going to try something that I've never done before, Brad. Hmm. I'm going to attempt to pre-order a pen uh, with my own voice. Oh, nice. Okay. So, Hugh, Carol, if you're out there, I really want to buy one of these, and I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see you in in like just under two weeks or something. So if you could just hold one aside for me at the pen show, I would really appreciate that. And then I will come credit card in hand and take it away from you. So if you're out there, if you're listening, uh, please hold one aside and I will uh, 
very gladly take it off your hands at DC. Wow, so that just happened. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this is an innovation. Yeah, you're like pulling pulling rank here on like the entire community. You're just like, yep, I, I'm getting one of these, and you need to hold me one. I'm just asking I, if it's possible. You know, like <laughs> I'm not saying that anybody needs to or should do anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. seeing if it's possible mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. to achieve this uh, what I <laughs> set out to to achieve. Yeah. You know, well played, sir. Yeah, I know you. I know you, though. If you wanted one, you've already arranged it. I know what you're like. I know what you're all about, Dandy. That's I know true. Your I'm tricks. just not public about it. I learn from the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I keep things on the down low. The Visconti Divina Elegance. I'm surprised at the notes you wrote about this pen. So tell me what you think about this pen. This is the style of Visconti, the Divina, that I very nearly purchased at the London mm-hmm. Pen Show. Like, I had it in my hands, I was turning it around, but it was the first pen that I saw, so I was like, I'll come back to it. And then I found a couple of other things that I wanted even more, and I went with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I got my uh, Twist pen there, which I, you gotcha. know, I, I've always wanted a pen from Twist, and it was really nice, and it, and it wasn't too expensive, so I went with that one. Because that one, like, it just knocked me off my feet, right? Like, the Mother of Pearl look about it, it was beautiful. But this Visconti, like, I picked it up. I was twirling it around in my hands. It feels so beautiful to hold. It looks incredible. They have their, like, uh, their locking mechanism, their, like, hooking hook and lock system, as it's called mm-hmm. out by Susan in the review, uh, yep. which keeps the spiral in the material lined up, which is genius, yes. because I would Mandatory. never, ever buy a pen like this if it didn't have something like that. Right. Because I would lose my mind trying to get it to right. line up. Right? Like <laughs> if this just had regular threads, I wouldn't be able to cope. Right. Um, I, the Visconti that I was looking at was nowhere near as expensive as this one. I assume this is some kind of limited special edition, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if this one is or not, but it's a very expensive pen. It's like it's like twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, and the one that I was looking at, we, you know, I mean, I was buying from a from a seller, but it was like in the four hundred pound range or something like that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. not cheap, not no, cheap, no, no. right? But like not twelve hundred. Right. I, they they have one called a, a Burlwood that's in the same Davina pattern that I I was tempted by, but I just I can't get over the the swirl aspect like this is a pen i appreciate for its craftsmanship and style and look but it's not mm-hmm. a pen that i would use so it's kind of it's like off the shopping list for me although it's a stunner i mean there's like nothing i don't like except the using part like i wouldn't ever use this pen just because it doesn't really fit me and my style and and what i like on a pen but um i understand the beauty of it this is the only visconti that i would buy and it's mm-hmm. still on my the back of my mind list. Like yeah. one day, it's likely that I will pick one of these up. Yeah, because I, I love it. I, I really, really love it. Like it's, it's. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So, what about the Aurora eighty eight Minerale that we talked about last week in depth? So we don't need to go into it too much. But I put up my review, and it was essentially the same comments that I said. Yeah, the last review week. was really interesting to me. Just like from a meta level, it was incredibly mm-hmm. short. For yeah, you. Mm-hmm. and I think that I, thought, you know, I had that same thought. <laughs> I think it's relatively telling in like, well, there isn't mm-hmm. much of a story here, right? Like, right. You've right. already reviewed other Aurora pens. 
Right. It looks like other Aurora pens. I mean, you were very kind about the, the, the looks of it, which I, I, I agree with mostly, right, Dirk? I think it looks really mm-hmm. nice, but I think we both have criticisms about how it was made, maybe, that that, that mm-hmm. are concerns, right, about, like, where did the material actually come from? Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, are these blue and yellow and red parts just reused offcuts, right? And, like, right. does that really then... Which is fine. That's how manufacturers make their money. It's fine, but does does a pen like that warrant $716 as a price tag? I don't know. Right. Right? right. Like, if it was half of that, no problem. Yeah, like, I will... I think I will eventually own one of these pens. It just might be a couple of years when I can get one for like 450 maybe. I, I would. Maybe that's dreaming. No doubt pay that money because I want an Aurora and I think these are mm-hmm. really nice and they have a bunch of different colors plus it's demonstrator and they look good as demonstrators because they're. What's the, what is the filling system? Piston. It's piston. And that's it's what I was looking wonder, for. It's a wonderful piston filler and a wonderful nib. Yeah, I mean, everything I, about I this pen is great, except them. It, it's very expensive for, for what it is, I think. Yeah, I couldn't pay $700 yeah. for this. I just couldn't. Yeah. I think I paid 450 for my Optima, and I was happy about that. Yeah. And that's about it. Like, I don't... There's not enough different... There's not, you know, $250 worth of difference to me in this to justify mm-hmm. this pen, limited or not. Yeah, it was basically, you know, in the review, as I expected, the price is the stumbling block. And and it, and it really, yeah. it's a big one. It's a big, it's a big stumbling block. But it's funny that you noticed it was short and no one else has said that. But when I finished it, I was like, ah, this is kind of short. Like I did the, popped up the little word count um, in, in Bear app that I write in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, this is kind of short. And I started rereading it again. I was like, what could I add here that would improve this review and it was really nothing like i'm not gonna add specs there is you no know, i'm not gonna add dimensions and things that are just filler because i've talked about this style of pen enough i've reviewed these types of pens before other people have reviewed these types of pens before so i just more wanted to comment on the minerality as an idea as opposed to a technical review of a pen i've never used before right mm-hmm. yeah 100%. So, there isn't yep. much there isn't much yep yep so this next post, Mike, I got a couple of community links I wanted to add in here because uh, there were two posts this week that I thoroughly enjoyed, or this past week. Number one is from your country mate Priya, made a trip over to Chicago and visited the Field Notes mothership. And this was one of the most enjoyable articles of any type that I've read like in the past year. It, I loved she it. did yep, I loved, a just loved fantastic... It. If you want to learn how to do a trip report, this is how you do it. It helped that she had a very compelling story to tell, right? Because this was not a normal field trip, right? She got hooked up like big time. And this is what Field Notes does. They were closed when she's making her trip from London to Chicago. They were not going to be in the office. Uh-huh. And she was devastated. And they reached out to her personally and said, We'll give you a private visit. Come on. And she just takes it from there and it's pretty amazing right oh it's it's an absolutely fantastic article like i really really loved it um there's she was taken around by michelle at field notes Mm. and there's loads of really cool details in this article like i implore you to go and read it like there's a bunch of like yes if you are a field notes aficionado there are like some kind of insider secrets that are exposed in this, like from how some of the stuff is produced and some of the timelines, which is really interesting. One of them Mm -hmm. was, uh, so I give you a taste of the type of thing that you can expect, that 
the stars on the night sky edition were originally supposed to be glow in the dark. Mm-hmm. And then they found the holographic material and like that more. But like I didn't know that, and that's really interesting. And yeah, there's a bunch yeah. of stuff about like how many, how some projects have taken longer to make than others, and how that's affected things, and what Field Notes did. Like it is just a really, really, really great article. I, I, I loved it. There's tons of great photos. She tells such a good story about it all. She did. And like I am almost dying to get there. <laughs> yeah, that made me. That made me like, I, okay, I'm ready to go. Uh-huh. Let's go now. Yeah, and let's do this thing because I. She had me pumped up about just visiting completely. So. Yeah, it was great. Not that we're gonna get that, you know, A plus treatment or anything. No, no, not no. us. They'll, Don't do that. They'll let you in and and lock me out um, and bury <laughs> me, bury me in a pile of sweet tooth, <laughs> sweet tooth headstone. <laughs> <laughs> the other post I wanted to share was our our friend Matt Armstrong's at Pin Habit. He did his top ten posts for the year, mm-hmm. top ten pins post for the year. And the reason why I link to this is because Matt and I have, in general, have very different tastes when it comes to pins and styles of pins, and that's good. Like I enjoy learning from Matt about things that I may have just written off, you know, the judging a book by its cover type of thing. And then I'll read one of Matt's reviews and I'm like, you know what? I should consider this a little bit more. And then Matt surprises me sometimes with pens that I wouldn't consider, you know, being a very Matt style pen. And he really enjoys them. So we have a, a very good balance, I think, between us. And I love talking pens with Matt. He's so smart and knows so many things about so many pens that are different from the things that I know. So I look at this list. Number one, I enjoy it because I was with him a couple times when he bought some of these pens. Like number seven is this Waterman's Ideal number seven flex pen. He was so excited when he bought this at San Francisco last year. Like the look on his face was he was giddy. Um, when he bought this pen and then he drops in, which I would have never thought this would have been on a matte list ever. The Pelican M 800. Like I just never considered that as a matte, matte it's pen. It's an and interesting stuff. outlier compared to the rest of the pens on this list. Yeah. 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 So it's a wonderful list. Um, you know, his classic pens LB five are at the top and probably will be at the top forever, which, um, you know, I think he has four of those maybe. Yeah. Um, so I know he loves those pens. The Aurora Optima and the Aurora 88 are number two, which I very much agree with. The Pilot Custom 823 is a pen that surprised him. I enjoyed reading that review because he was alluding to the fact that he kept hearing other people rave about it and didn't believe it. And then he got it and he's like, okay, I get it now. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. And uh, it's just a really good list. Um, he has the the Davina Elegance that we just uh, talked about. Right? That's the one you know, that I was going to buy, ago. that blue one. Yeah, and it's a beauty, and I think he already has another one, if I'm not mistaken. I think he bought the Burlwood one that I was talking about. I could be wrong about that. I think he might have got that in Chicago. And then, of course, he has a Kanalea at number 10, which is, uh, he bought one of the first ones at DC in, in 2016. So, it's a great list, and I always enjoy Matt's take on things, because they often differ from mine, but I learned so much, so much from reading about things that aren't in my wheelhouse, right? That's why I love reading Matt's site because we do have a lot of differences in the things that we are drawn to initially. And then, you know, you tend to be able to discover other things that way too. So wonderful. Great list, Matt. 
Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with any of these, right? Like that, there are some pens on here that are maybe not to my tastes, and/or I've never used them, right? Sure, uh, sure. But like, this is a solid list, like a very interesting list. It started there's some stuff on there that I've never seen before. Um, yeah, re- really cool, really cool. Right, right. What else is really cool, Mike? Blue Apron's really cool, Brad. Yeah, they are. Because they are the number one recipe delivery service with the freshest ingredients. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone while supporting a more sustainable food system along the way. They set the highest standards for ingredients whilst building a community of home chefs. For less than $10 a meal, Blue Apron will deliver to you seasonal recipes that have fresh, high-quality ingredients to help you make delicious home-cooked meals in 40 minutes or less per meal every single meal comes with a step-by-step easy to follow recipe card so that's why you can get them done in 40 minutes because they lay everything out for you so you know exactly what you got to do and all of the ingredients come pre-portioned so they're ready to go so you have everything you need you have the spices you need in a little tub you have eggs in a little box you have just the stuff that you're going to need to cook the recipes and the meals that are being sent to you and then also by not only for is it incredibly convenient to have the exact amount of every ingredient shipped to you Blue Apron also reduces food waste this way. They're not sending you extras, right, that you're going to even not eat or throw away or whatever. They're only sending what you need, reduces the waste of food. Their freshness guarantee also promises that every ingredient will arrive ready to cook or they will make it right. You can choose from a variety of new recipes every week or let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. Right now, you can try stuff like seared chicken and creamy pasta salad with summer squash and sweet peppers, or maybe even creamy shrimp rolls with quick pickles and sweet potato wedges. There's no weekly commitment to Blue Apron, so you just get the deliveries when you want them, and you can give them your dietary preferences as well, in case it's something that you need to, to consider, and then they'll give you meals that are applicable for those. Check out this week's menu, and you can get three meals for free with your first purchase, including free shipping, by going to blueapron.com slash penaddict. I can assure you that by cooking Blue Apron food, you're not only going to get great meals, you're also going to learn some valuable skills that you can apply to any type of cooking that you do in the kitchen and you know what like i cook most days and i love it i i love cooking and it's this is the type of thing that can help you out with that if you know even if you've never if the only thing you've ever made is beans on toast trust me you can do this the instructions are so well done. It's all step by step. You can follow these recipes. Just trust me. And when you can get three meals for free for first purchase for free shipping, why would you not give it a go? You're going to love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals at Blue Apron. So get started by going to blueapron.com slash penaddict. We thank Blue Apron for their support of this show. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. All right, so we have a bunch of STPA. We sure do. You ready to ready to knock them out? I'm ready. All right, so this first one from ooh, a trendum on Twitter mm-hmm. says, I want to get my sister, a pencil artist, a nice pencil gift for her birthday, but CW Pencil subscription sold out and Blackwing subscription is out of my budget. Any alternatives? So CW Pencils, aside from their subscription model, they do a pencil sets setup where they put together different one different groupings for specific tasks like they have a jumbo pencil set they have a lefty pencil set the one i would look at they have a sketchbook sampler set if your sister's a pencil artist you know maybe she wants an art type pen you can also um 
you know, add on, you know, a pencil sharpener, you know, something like the Coombe, um, oh gosh, I'm blank, Masterpiece, or, you know, the Pollux pencil sharpener, you know, if that's something she likes. Or you can get the sampler set, which includes a pencil sharpener and eraser and some of the most popular pencils. So that's probably where I would head first to where you can get some variants and try a few different things. And you will also see, you know, the different setups that they have. So maybe there's something that's very particular that you think would be a good fit, but I would definitely look at the sketchbook set or the uh, favorite things set. Those look like really, really good combinations. Um, the next one from Les Harper, the one of the three hosts of the RSVP podcast. She says, what's the best inexpensive planner for fountain pens? I'm asking for a friend. I print and buy my own, which Les does. She makes a bunch of notebooks that she prints and, and makes herself. So I didn't know she made planners, but she was wondering for fountain pens. I don't exactly know the answer to this question, but my guess would be that Quo Vadis I know has the best fountain pen paper for fountain pens and they offer such a range of planners that you can get something as small as like a pocket monthly calendar all the way to a daily hourly year long calendar. So the smallest, you know, like pocket notebook calendar up to the largest, thickest um, type of calendar. So I don't know exactly what layout they're looking for, but the paper quality is outstanding. So uh, it's Quovatis. They're um, same distributor in the U.S. as Clairefontaine and Rhodia. They're really good quality paper. We've reviewed them in the past. They always work really well. Um, and if anyone has any other suggestions, I'd be happy to hear about that too. Uh, something inexpensive in the planner world that handles fountain pens well. So Dilly Esquire back the LP5 pen D1 model and wants to know any recommendations for a D1 similar to a Retro 51 refill, smooth and fine. This is a question I don't think I've ever had, Mike, because I don't know of a D1 refill that is rollerball ink. And that's what I take this question to be. The Retro 51 is a rollerball ink. I've seen D1, D1 refills generally are ballpoint and then a few are gel. I like the Uniball Jetstream D1 refill the most. It's kind of the best writing and the best, I don't know, probably just the, the best overall D1 refill. It's a little bit expensive, but not too expensive. You can get some gel writing pens from Zebra, or refills, I should say, and they are a little more expensive and they run out so quickly. But that might be closer. If you can get a 0.5 gel Zebra Sarasa refill, that might give you the feel. But you might be turned off for spending on spending $3 a pop for a refill that's not really going to last you very long. I'd look at the Jetstream first. That's my favorite D1 refill. And you can get some different sizes. And it's smooth and fine in the D1. It's just not going to give you that blackest black of a rollerball ink like a Schmidt P8127. So, you know, that's, that's something to check out. So, all right. I think you, you like this one, Mike. Third floor artist wants to know when ink shopping, do you look more for shading and dazzle or more towards performance? What do you think? I go for color. Yeah. Like that's my yeah. primary thing, like, which is interesting that they didn't yep. 
put this in. I, I, shading and dazzle doesn't necessarily mean the same thing to me as color. Like they are properties of the ink. Like color is what I go for first whenever I'm looking for an ink, and that might be because I don't buy too many. Right? That like maybe sometimes I just want a red, you know, rather yeah. than like oh look how this red shines. You know what I mean? Because like I don't yeah. have red, so. So I so yeah. I tend to look for as permanence is not a thing that I worry about too much because I'm not taking any super important notes. Um I mean shading and or dazzle, that's always a good thing to have, right? Like fire and ice, rubber oyster fire and ice, right? Like mm-hmm. I love that because it's a great blue, but it's also got some red in it. Right. Like it's it's right. a great ink. Um and I bought it because it was fun. Uh, but most of the time, like I'm just looking for uh, a specific color, like when, you know, when I bought like KWZ, I think I got raspberry um, or when, what is the, uh, what is the one with the, Andronopal, Califolio Andronopal. Oh, I yeah. just wanted a pink ink for some, for a pen. And so that was the one that I bought. Actually for the twist pen that I mentioned earlier, that was why I bought yes. that. I wanted that, that specific ink fit the pen that I was looking for. So I'm pretty much the same way. Number one is color. And then number two is performance. I want to know if the ink has something weird that's going to make it bleed or feather or never dry or something like that. Most of the time, you don't even have to consider that. Most of the time, it's going to be, you know, 90% of the time, it's going to be, you know, a good balanced ink. And then I'm probably looking at shading and dazzle and then permanence would be last on the list. Um, I don't ever have a reason to have permanent ink there are some permanent inks i like because i like how they perform not because they're permanent per se Mm -hmm. so color performance shading and then permanent somewhere way down the line so all right i'm asking this one to the crowd because i don't have an answer oh man aries aries 923 (laughs) i put this in because i need you to answer it for me (laughs) i'll explain i'll explain why aries 923 says what are ways to present prevent an eyedropper fill from burping ink aside from filling the entire barrel i i wish i had an answer for this because my shinobi just burped all over itself the other day all up into the cap and i don't know how or why and it's really full (laughs) i don't know that you can i i don't want to say that in a in a negative sense like you should it should prevent you from eyedroppering because eyedropper filling pins is fun and i have definitely some you know, eyedropper pens filled right now, but they do burp mm-hmm. ink into the nib and cap area on occasion. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's a temperature change. You know, if like I could be going from 100 degrees outside to 72 degrees in, inside the house, could that be the issue? I don't know what the true scientific answer for that question is um, and if it can be answered. So. Sorry, Aries. If we come up with something, I'll let you know. Honestly, in a way, I'm just pleased to know that this is a thing because I have a yeah. pen that's doing this right now and I was worried there was mm-hmm. something wrong with the pen because I've only ever eyedropped like two pens, you know, and so I, I don't have a ton of experience with it and I thought that maybe I shouldn't have. Like that was a pen that maybe I shouldn't have eyedropped because every now and then like just ink would just go and just spurt over the page. But right. it, it turns out this is just a risk that you run with eyedroppering pens. Then, yeah. Why is that? Is it air? Is it air that gets trapped in the in the barrel? So the chat room is is definitely on the temperature bandwagon and the changes in pressure. Um, because I I don't know if because the ink is less insulated, being through it's just 
you know, from the outside air just through the barrel, not from the outside air through the barrel into a converter or something mm, like that. But okay. piston fillers don't necessarily do that. You know, maybe the airflow is more restricted in there. There's not enough pressure to change the space in the in the air. So it, it's probably a environmental, atmospheric type of thing. Okay, so. that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I'm just pleased because I have I have a pen that I love that's that's doing it. So I'm I'm happy to know that this is a thing that happens. Yeah, you have to take extra considerations with eyedropper pens to begin with, so just understand that it might be a thing. Yeah, so that means because I'm not going to stop doing it then, basically. Yeah. I know it's a thing that's going to happen, so like that's just how it is. All right, so Kim on Twitter wants to know, when you empty an ink bottle, do you keep them or throw them away? If you keep any, which ones? I actually haven't emptied many bottles of ink in my lifetime. That's what happens when you have like 50 or 60 bottles to choose from. Mm-hmm. You never empty one out, even though you've used way more than one ink bottle full. But I keep any that I've used just because I don't really have a great answer for that. I just kind of like empty ink bottles. Um, You know, I'll stick them around the desk or, you know, just reuse them clean them out you could use them for something else you know i don't really have any great ideas but i don't throw them away how about you mike i've never emptied a bottle of ink yeah i'm getting close to it with one one of my fuyugaki bottles i'm getting close i'm like at the point where it's becoming difficult to fill pens from that bottle right right Right. because the ink is kind of all just like in in the very bottom so i have to like move stuff around that kind of thing to try and get it to work yeah yeah so all right, so Supernat wants to know, I just got a $75 gift card. What pin should I get? So far, I own a Metropolitan, a Twisby 580, a Pilot Vanishing Point, Noodler's Ahab, and one Vintage Flex. Thanks. Do you want to go? I actually have an answer. It may not be a good answer for Supernat because it's a very particular pin, but I actually have a very, what I think is a very good answer for this question. I don't have a good answer, so I'm interested in what you have to say. I think you should get a Kaveco AL Sport, one of the metal bodies. Um, the stainless steel one's coming out pretty soon. It looks amazing. I love these pens. Um, if you don't like that one, you can get one of the standard aluminum ones. They're about $65. they are a little cheaper. The stainless steel is probably, I haven't seen the price on them. They're probably more like $80, 90 100 But any of the Kaveco AL Sports, it's so different from anything you have. And it's very functional and very useful and just an all-around enjoyable pen. So That's an excellent, um, I think that's a really, really excellent um, solution. Yeah, so that kind of fits into that crew there because there's not anything great in that price range from a standard pen that I would choose over like the Twisby 580 or the Pilot Vanishing Point. But something like the Kaveco AL Sport is right in that price point and uh, a very, very good pen that will last you a lifetime. All right, so this last last Ask TPA question uh, caught me off guard a little bit, and I'm not quite sure how to answer it. So I'm going to let you take this away and explain. Yeah, I, okay. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this is from... Number at, one. Okay, this is awesome, by the way. This is completely awesome, but yeah, go. This comes from uh, the Twitter user with the name at Mike underscore ebooks. And the question is, come and listen along live to the pen get this week. We asked people to physically mail in they ask TPA questions. <laughs> so uh, apparently Micah ha- is, is, is setting up Twitter bots for you. Is this a Micah event? No, this is a Kyle Seth Gray thing. Okay. <laughs> Kyle created a, a collection 
of Twitter accounts. I think there's one for me, there's one for Steven, there's one for Matt Alexander. There's like there's a bunch of people that have these. And what it mm. does is it looks at my tweets and it takes two tweets, cuts them in half and stitches them together based <laughs> on a matching word, I think is how it works. So it tweets random stuff, which are just parts of sentences that I've said. So every now and then it pops up in Ask TPA or Ask Upgrade. Like, for example, here's one that was 11 hours ago. The end of any hashtag Ask Upgrade for RelayCon Atlanta, the pen addict live. <laughs> I love Twitter bots, by the way. Yeah. So I knew, I knew what this was, but we've never been caught up in one before when it hashtagged the STPA, which I don't see until I got in the spreadsheet, and then I just died. I thought it was awesome. I, I hope uh, I hope the ask uh, the at Mike eBooks Twitter handle Twitter bot keeps coming up with more STPA questions because those all get included. Uh, this happens to me like once every few months, either for like <laughs> upgrade or for analog, where we do the same thing with the hashtag stuff. It just pops into my spreadsheet, and I'm like, oh, not yep. again. <laughs> It's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> so you can follow that if you wanted to see random collections of things that I say that, that are sometimes funny, most of the time nonsense. <laughs> if you actually have something uh, good for Ask TPA, we always appreciate the questions. You can just tweet to us with the hashtag AskTPA. goes into a document and we can pull those out for to try and answer for you on the show. Um, don't forget to go to the wiki at stationary.wiki. I mean, you can contribute there. We we love to see people contributing to the wiki. It's awesome. Um, and there's also the subreddit community, which is r slash penaddict, if you want to go and uh, find some people to talk to there about the stuff that you love. Um, if you want to find Brad online, he's over at penaddict.com, knock.co. He's at dowdyism on Twitter and penaddict on Instagram. I am imike on Twitter. Uh, thanks again to Blue Apron and Pen Chalet for their support of this week's show. And most of all, thank you for listening. Um, we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>